From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Hour number three. Wow, that went by fast. See, it's just because I'm here. It is. It's because oh, you're here. having fun. That uh, voice you hear is uh, John Brunson, of course, from uh, oh, Taking to the Outdoors. And uh, he's in the studio with us this morning, along with uh, Bill George and Jonathan Swindle. Glenn is out uh, doing his celebratory dance today. His uh, youngest daughter is graduating, so they're having a big old celebration there, out at the there's range. There's a lot of beef in this room right now. There, There is a lot of... A lot of a lot of beef in here. <laughs> and uh, we uh, have covered just about all, every aspect of, I think, everything, except for gators and uh, some other things. We're uh, getting there. We'll, in two we'll hours. <laughs> and uh, if you want to join in on the conversation, you know you're always more than welcome to. 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. If you have a question like, um, do you guys really go out there and uh, shoot all them deer, or is it just pieced together, you know, B-roll <laughs> type things and stuff like that? If you got any industry stuff, stuff, um, you know, you can call and beat up John. Now, about do you that. remember Eddie's question? Eddie's question. Yeah, Eddie's question was, where would you like to go if it was the last time you wanted to go, and what would you go and do, and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So basically, I think he's asking my favorite hunt if I could only do one thing or had one left. Um. You know, I've hunted all over the world. I've, I've I've definitely checked off a lot of bucket list animals. Um and there's still some more individual bucket list animals that I probably would like to do one time. But I've always said it, you know, bow hunt whitetails is my passion. So, it, you know, if it came down to being allowed to only hunt one thing, um it, it would absolutely be, you know, bow hunt big whitetails. And as far as the place, I mean, you know, you got your pick of, you know, Iowa, Illinois, Kansas, you know, I've, we've killed a lot of big deer in a lot of different states but i've said it from day one if you know if i could only do one thing hunting related you know one animal one style it'd be it would be bow hunting chasing big white tails now why do you think that is i mean why do you think that one man would pick white tails over you know hog hunting all the time or gator hunting i mean you, you mentioned gator yeah. hunting to bill george and all of a sudden he just like gets oh gets yeah. all giddy and you know I, I think certain things get in your blood i think a lot of it has to do with how you're raised and a lot of it has to do with you know what you where you spent your time or what you grew up doing i mean whitetail is the number one nielsen rated animal on the planet mm-hmm. okay if you want to compete in outdoor television and even com- remotely even try to compete in the top 20 more than half your season better be good whitetails. So you're not saying it would be bass fishing with drones flying around over the <laughs> no, top of your boat no. or anything like that? So that yeah, that is the number one sought-after animal. I mean, when Outdoor Channel runs deer week, you know, during the year where it's all just big deer, it's their highest-rated week of the whole year. Um, and, and it's just, I think, as a whole, you know, there's definitely a bigger passion for whitetails across the country with hunters. And then from there, you get guys that are into mule deer, you get guys that are into moose, you know, elk, you know, a lot of guys are diehard elk, um, and even turkey. And, and you, you'll find that people are fanatics for certain things. You know, I've got the Browning guys, um, that own Browning trail camera, you know, Tom and Brent, they come down once a year and I put them on Osceola's and these guys, 
they hunt turkey like we hunt deer. I mean, they don't even care about a deer. I mean, but they go absolutely, their eyes pop out of their head chasing yeah. turkeys. And they amazing? cannot kill enough turkeys. Yeah. And then to me, I enjoy hunting turkeys, but Bill I, George. I don't like watching turkeys. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you put a turkey show on TV, your numbers plummet. Because, you know, you have a core audience that loves that turkey hunting, but it's not the masses. So, you know, I've found that you have guys that, I've noticed that you have guys that are diehard elk hunters, you have guys that are diehard mule deer hunters, you have guys that are diehard turkey hunters, and you have guys that are, you know, diehard whitetail hunters. And then you start getting out into the sheep and everything else. But I think it's just really what you develop a passion for, and whitetails are the main passion. I mean, they are the, well, you animal, can hunt them everywhere. They're the animal that dominates across the board. I, you know, I've never been one who, uh, um, I guess, would be out there anything else i think i love whitetail hunting i really do but i like the adventures of going out and trying to get something else you know something that's maybe a little bit nutty i think one of the funnest things i ever did in my life was go out and shoot prairie dogs out in wyoming i I literally had one of the greatest times but you can only do it for so long and then it's like like you said it's a bucket list thing you'd like to go do it again but you know i'd been there done that kind of thing but i think everybody has their own if if you had to do one thing what would it be for you bill I mean, seriously, let's go around the room. It'd be funny to hear. To me, a weekend deer camp, just with family and friends, I don't care where it is. I I love camp. Um, That's that's something that's near and dear to me. So it wouldn't matter what you're hunting as long as you're just there with family and friends? It really wouldn't matter. If I'm in camp, whether it's turkey camp or deer camp, when you have a bunch of hunters congregating together and telling stories about what they saw and what they missed or, you know, missed opportunities. <laughs> That's got to be an up north thing. Or certain Perry no, stories yeah. we heard this morning. <laughs> and, and, I, and I agree with him. I, you know, we, I we, do too, but we, for me, it turns into a giant competition. I'm looking around going, there's 20 other guys here that well, I'm going to have to there, go out hunt. You know? <laughs> there, is a, there is some competition. It we, is. It's true. My, our, my turkey camp here in Florida this year, I mean, we, we, we harvested a ton of birds. I mean... <laughs> But uh, it, the talk, the smack, the, you know, we got people running around the United States and Canada now with uh, those little toy monkeys because they went home um, empty-handed from Florida. And now I'm getting pictures of turkeys from all over the place with, with monkeys on them. I, I can't. <laughs> but, uh, but it's, it's, you got any gorillas? No. But it, it is, it's one of those things where I think that's a big part of what is missed in today's I think that's part of where we're losing people is even if you're not successful, listening to other people's accounts of being in the field. Oh, that's always and, fun. And, and coming back. And it, it is just so critical. Um, and when today we go, we get up in the morning, we drive so many hours, we go hunt, we get back in the car and we come home and we're back in front of our TV or our computer or whatever it is. We're missing part of it we're missing and uh, what i consider a key part of it oh, yeah. absolutely there's no doubt i mean it's it's society it's technology it's just where everything's evolving but i agree 100 percent. i mean i i think back to the days where we had leases and hunt camps and you know a good deer camp it's hard for anyone to understand what we're talking about unless you've been a part of a good deer camp you know a camp where you enjoy the people you're sitting around the campfire. Everyone's got their campers, you know. A different you're, you're, guy cooks yeah. dinner every night. Every night, different yeah, guys cooking dinner yeah. every night. Someone tags out. You come in in the morning. They, they've got venison and eggs on the fire. Yeah. And I mean, that's the that, that camaraderie that helping to skin that, another guy. That is a deer. big, big yeah. part of the enjoyment of what we do. And I do agree that there's a as 
as life evolves and everyone's in a hurry and you don't have time, it's all about just get out and hunt. So you're right. A lot of guys jump in a truck, they go get in a tree, they hunt, they get back in their truck, they drive home. Outside of the experience of sitting in a tree and hunting, they're missing a big part of the the fun and relaxing part of the unwinding part yeah, of, well, I, of, of I, what I, it's all about. I will say that I I also enjoy that as well. I mean, there's nothing. I, I think uh, it's there's nothing more peaceful that when you're out there and you're by yourself and you're going up and you're seeing the sun come up and you got that time that I like to call that dawn's early time where the night animals stop talking. And just before the day animals start talking, there's that just that complete silence in the woods. There's just something very magical about that when you're out there experiencing it by yourself. You know what I mean? And now you can do that from deer camp, but usually you got coffee breath and you're maybe a little hungover. And, uh, you know, those eggs that uh, Jeff cooked in, <laughs> in the morning are a little gurgly. And, uh, you know, it's well, so there's, there's a different di- experience in that as well. Well, they're know? different experiences. You know, sitting in the, sitting in the woods, you, you get that peacefulness, that, that alone time, unless you're me and you got a camera guy hanging above your head. <laughs> so, you, you know, you get that peace and quiet and that the sun rising and the forest coming alive. But then, you know, deer camp, you get the camaraderie, you get the, the hangout, yeah. you know. And so it's definitely two different experiences that you know all go hand in hand yeah but you can do them both while you're from deer camp it just it depends on how you do it <laughs> yeah. all right uh when we come back we'll uh continue the conversation you're welcome to join us at 888-404-1010 if you want to you ain't got to but you know whatever all right we are the big and wild outdoors we're brought to you by g5 feeding outdoors and brandon ford thank you so much for hanging with us we'll be back hang on that on air more conversations we can't have on the radio right the juicy stuff welcome back everybody to z big and wild outdoors we are special guest this morning john brunson from uh, addicted to the outdoors with john brunson and gina gina his beautiful wife mother of his 900 children uh so uh he's here in the studio today while glenn's out celebrating his youngest daughter's uh graduation today uh, so we have uh, Jonathan Swindle and Bill George decided to come back from Pennsylvania. Don't know why. We tried, <laughs> we tried to sabotage his truck, so break down somewhere yep. between here and Kentucky. I'm, I'm going to go back as soon as the leaves come yeah, out. Well, thank goodness for that. So anyway, uh, we were talking a little bit about uh, deer camp and all the adventures that we all seem to enjoy while we're out there. And uh, Bill George had an interesting conversation and uh, had a question for you, John. You don't mind if he throws it at you? or No, no. no. Okay. Not literally. Okay. (laughs) You know, deer camp or camp in general, we usually, you know, people like to play jokes on each other and and whatnot. I was just curious what some of the better jokes that you might be able to tell on the radio are. (laughs) I mean, you know, all all these years in deer camp, I've seen. Get your finger over that dump button just in case. Just in case. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Over the years, I mean, I've seen a lot. Uh, uh, Most of the good ones, I, I can't talk about on the radio um we you know we we also spend we spend a lot of deer camps with uh, a lot of athletes and when it comes to practical jokes athletes are the worst they are and man. baseball they players are the, are the worst oh, yeah. i mean baseball players take practical joking to a level that i don't even want to participate in like i literally tell them in camp i'm it's out work y'all do your thing if someone does something to you it ain't me yeah they, they they go way way overboard but um we've seen some funny stuff i mean 
waking guys up at two in the morning. Hey, it's time to go. It's time to get ready. And they get up, get dressed to go hunt, and then realize it's two in the morning, and everyone's <laughs> laughing and goes back to bed or, or drawing pictures on somebody's face. And one of the funniest things that I saw on Gina, believe it or not, Gina is probably one of the biggest practical jokers in camp, Yeah. period. And the thing about Gina is it's always funny because we'll get to camp somewhere and one of the guys will start picking on Gina and, and you know, he'll look at me like, you know, do you care? And then I look at him like, look, man, you're the one that's going to be good you're, luck. You're the one that's going to be begging me to <laughs> There's pull repercussions. Off of later. Now, like, if people don't know about your wife, Gina, she's about what? Four five, foot? Five, yeah, 4'11. Yeah, 4'11. With shoes on? Uh, she is a fire plug, but uh, she can pull her own weight. And if you ever watch the show, She's not one to mess with. No, I mean, she can go out and do it, get her done. She's you know? brutal, and I mean, usually. She, and usually I'm not when, kidding. I mean, you got what she raised six children right. together. So I mean, it's not like that girl's not been put through the fire. Well, and so. she spent you know the last 25 years in deer camp with me. Yeah. So she knows the drill. So. Yeah. You know, I guess a guy will start picking on her, and then I just look at him. And I'm like, man, you know, good you're, luck. You're going to be you're going to be coming to me for help later to, to get her off of you. But we were we were hunting with a guy in Tennessee one day, and he was a Tennessee fan. Okay, so you know how they are. Yeah. Everything in the lodge was orange. I mean, the, the guy wore orange Tennessee underwear, shorts, flags. I mean, everything yes. on the walls, outside in the yard, on the mailbox, insane. And it happened to be a, a happened to be a Saturday where the game. You sure, you wasn't at Steve Austin's house. Where a ten, <laughs> yeah, where a Tennessee game was coming on, and he, this guy was, I mean, a lunatic. He's one of those guys that he's watching every play and he's crying if they're losing. I mean, he's out there, you know, <laughs> just out there in left field. Okay. So he, so we're, you know, we were in watching the game, you know, going to go hunt. We were hunting, we're going to hunt that evening. And, um, long story short, he lay down to take a nap, um, before the game started. And Gina went and literally spent an hour taking every single Tennessee orange thing in his house, on his property, on his mailbox, on his tree. She took every single piece he had, took it all down and went and stuffed it under a bed and hit it. So when he woke up from his nap, the game was about ready to start. And he's so superstitious as can be. And he walks out, and everything's gone. There isn't an orange piece of anything anywhere in the hunting lodge, in any bedroom, in the yard, on the fences, on the mailbox. Why does this not surprise me? And I, did, I thought he was going to have a heart attack. I mean, he lost it. He, I mean, he lost his mind. And Gina just thought that was the funniest thing ever. Yeah, that's a but good way to get out. She him. did it to him because that morning he took her out in the dark to a stand he pulled up on the side of the road. He said, follow this trail. We'll take you right to the stand. She'd follow that trail. It was the wrong trail. Took her to somebody's back porch. And some dude come running out in his underwear with a shotgun screaming at her. No way. So her and the camera guy are running for their lives, you know, to try not to get shot. And so she's sitting on the side of the road just stewing, waiting on him to come pick her up. Because, you know, that's the worst, right? You, you get up in the morning. You're out there before dark. They, they Sure, you, you put it in the work. Right, you put in the work. And now you're in somebody's backyard. And you got some old dude in his underwear waving a shotgun at you. So she in in, in Tennessee, that right? Ain't a so good she, scenario. So she turned around and got him back. She got him really good. He, he he didn't get a kick out of it, but his wife thought it was pretty funny. I I think one of the best ones that was ever done in our camp out in Missouri was uh, we'd all share different duties and we all had to cook on a different night. And what we would do is we would bring what we were going to cook for our special night. So you know. I brought a bunch of uh, wild hog from Florida and all that kind of stuff, brought it in with a cooler and everything else. And um, I know we had a new guy in camp that was invited in, and uh, he's a military guy. So his night to cook, we all come back. You're out in the woods walking all day. You're out there drumming. It's rainy. It's cold. It's sleety. It was not a good day. And we all come drugging butt in there, ready for this great hearty meal. And what does he do? Pulls a box 
puts it on the thing and cuts the top off and starts handing out MREs. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. And we were like, oh, we're, really? we're like, what are we supposed to do with these? He's like, heat it up. They're 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 in a heat up bag. You put the bag in there, you pour a little water in it, and you shake it around. Right. And you're, we're like, you're you're kidding. You're like, right? where, you're like, where's the bacon and eggs? And, he, and, <laughs> and what he did is he went and he bought like the worst one. I think it's like the chicken burrito or something oh, yeah, that every yeah, soldier yeah. hates or something. And that's what he gave us all. And you're not starting this deer camp off for a good, everybody. Those are the ones that revisit you later in your stand. Dude, three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. Now we're talking. It's like you said. It was. It's a series of like maybe five trailers parked in a circle. Right. And there's only one outhouse. Oh sure. And it's an outhouse that is cold, and it's out there, and it's in the middle of nowhere, way, way, way far from camp. Sure. And it's not that you wake up at two o'clock in the morning, two thirty in the morning, you know, <laughs> and you go out and you're. In your bare feet, in whatever it is you're wearing, it's freezing cold outside, and you go turn the corner, and there's four other guys standing there waiting. Oh, that's when you go find a tree. And you're like going, seriously? <laughs> and he's like, man, the burritos are killing me. And we're like, oh, okay. And, of course, he's at camp laughing his butt off, you know, watching this all happen. Oh, yeah. What's going on, guys? What's the matter? What's going on? We're like, oh, payback's going to come. Oh, yeah. So uh, I think something happened a year I wasn't there, but it was that was one of the nicer ones that was actually pulled on us i would say <laughs> that's nothing too dramatic where somebody didn't wake up missing a finger or anything it was <laughs> or eyebrows eyebrows <laughs> no shaved <laughs> eyebrows are pretty good one no, you know, one, one of the best the best ones is when you say you got the best deer spot on the punt we're going to put you there and they put them there and then you don't come back and pick them up until way after dark yeah yeah, yeah that's no fun that's always a good one i think that was the payback they gave him now, oh, what they did is they also, we had a little Suzuki, a little Suzuki Samurai. That was like oh, yeah. the deer camp, you know, go Buggy, pick up right. stuff. And so uh, Jason and Jeff went and actually drove around him for about 20 minutes. Just drove. So they go over and they park, you know. Bum, 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 bum. So the guy, of course, would be like, well, I guess they're waiting for me over there. And so he'd start walking over there and they'd see him coming and they'd go, and they'd drive off. <laughs> they go around another two or three hundred yards away and wait. I'd be <laughs> slinging <laughs> arrows at them. Oh, well, that was <laughs> rifle season. It's a good way to uh, right, lose a tire. Tires out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was rifle season. So uh, they made him dance around in the uh, field for about an hour or so before they finally picked him up. Uh, miserable. Well, oh, who? I mean, come on, bless. Who hasn't had the? Uh, yeah, I'll pick you up at uh, thirty minutes after dark. And uh, two hours later, you're like, <laughs> we've all been there at some point. And, and ain't nothing like sitting in the woods when you're ready to get out of the woods. I, I will tell you that uh, the old bug tamers one time. Steve oh, yeah. That was Steve, it back in the day. Steve Austin and I were hunting down at the uh, High Hat Ranch. Remember down south? Yep, yep. And we were hunting down there. And it was that deal. I'll come get you about uh, 20 minutes or so after dark. Well, you start to, like, I was in Illinois one time. And, yeah, we'll come get you at this time. So I get down walking out and it's you've been you've been all over illinois also but it was one of those it didn't snow it rained and froze so you're like basically walking yeah, across the skating rink that. you're walking across the skating rink to get out of the cornfields and stuff like that but when it's white like that you can see even in dark you can still see everything and i could see coyotes i could see i had <laughs> let's just say i had a coyote about the size of a german shepherd he uh got within about 30 feet of me and we were sizing each other up. Thank God about the time my dad pulled up in the truck to pick me up. It was like he wasn't looking over his shoulder. All right. for his <laughs> Here we go. Well, you know, those things, like you said earlier, John, is that uh, 
does stick with you for life. And when you bring kids to enjoy it, I know sometimes it can get a little rough at man camp. You know what I mean? It can get a little raunchy and, and kind of crazy. But when you have kids there and they get to see some of the laughter and the camaraderie and the things that go on at camp, those are lessons that you never, ever seriously forget. I say it all ever. the time. All I tell people all the time. It's amazing the memories you keep with you, you know, my most fondest memories as a kid, it, you know, it wasn't video games. It wasn't inside. It was fishing, camping, hunting, playing in the woods. I mean, out. it's, and, and yeah, they don't remember playing the video games. You know, they don't remember, no. they don't remember that one day they broke a score in the video game, but they remember being out in the woods, riding four wheelers, fishing, camping, diving, spearfishing, catching crabs. That, that's what sticks with them. And those are, um, those are definitely the, mem- you know, my most fondest memories as a kid were all outdoor related. Well, and and that goes. I know Eddie had a question about if you had one trip, but my one of my questions was as a as a person who's gone all over the United States and other places. If you were a person giving somebody a recommendation on a single, and it doesn't have to be hunting, it could be any outdoor trip for an individual or a family. What what would it be? You know, that's a tough question because it it just depends on what they're into you know yeah but you gotta you, know you, your you, kids you, but yeah, i'm I mean, just saying if you, if you had one thing and said man you gotta try this you'd love it you know what i mean in in whether it be scalloping you know off off the coast or 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 going up to hike yosemite or something um i you know i probably one probably one of the funnest things that we've done as a family is you know rent a big nice rv and actually go cross country and hunt and and stop and do different activities. So we we did mixed in some sightseeing, but also some fishing, also some hunting. So I mean, the RV trip with the family was a lot a lot of fun. You know, living in the RV, staying stopping at different places, you know, hunting and fishing in different yeah. states. So I would say I would say a big family RV trip to go out and enjoy all aspects of the outdoors is probably would probably be my top pick. Right. You'll learn everything you need to know about your kids trapped up in that metal box for about a week and a half, <laughs> that's, right. that's for sure. All right, we got to take a quick break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by the great folks at Brandon Ford and the fabulous people out of G5 Feeding Outdoors. Stay with us, you guys. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Sorry. Uh, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors. Wait for the air. Come on now. Brayden, Jonathan, Bill, and special guest, John Brunson from Addicted to That's the right. Outdoors That's with right. John and Gina. Uh, we've talked a little bit about your uh, lovely wife, and uh, what is she doing today? Is she sleeping or got plans? Um, or? Uh, she slept in, I'm sure. And then uh, she, right now, she's probably hanging out with the kids. She's a short or, order or cook, taking a walk. Then, uh, yeah, she's probably exercising or hanging out with the kids right now. Not going to Airfest today? No. You're, uh, I just your, your wife, I tell you what, though, uh, she cracks me up whenever we get a chance. <laughs> whenever, you, whenever you get the chance to hang out, just to hang out with Gina. She's she's a, a she's a firecracker. She's got one speed, and it's wide open. And I always Fresh love it. always has been. Oh, I always, yeah. Well, I always love it because there's, let's just say some, like I said earlier, there's some beef in this room right here. But that little girl right there could probably out eat all four of us oh, yeah, in this squeeze, room. She could squeeze. And it. I don't. And you look at her, and it's like 
Well, it's always that case. It's all always little skinny ones. That can egg, exactly. Like, She's, yeah. That's like they got a tapeworm they got to feed or something. <laughs> I mean, constantly. That's, that's Bill George's problem. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a big tapeworm. Got to feed the tapeworm. And, and it's showing. <laughs> Is it really? That's disgusting. <laughs> Anything else you want to add, Bill? I mean, when to break, you were like question Q&A and on John <laughs> over there. So, I mean, uh, I think he came in with a, like a list of like 50 questions. Well, I, d- I do I have a bunch of questions, you know, oh, and, 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 and this, this that comes that, gonna... comes that comes from him dealing with the FWC. So get ready. We're going right. to just turn our mics off and let this fly. We're going to go to the flip side of the coin and, and talk about the production side of it. Um, you know, somebody like myself, I have hours worth of alligator hunting videos and and different stuff where I've captured all this video from a production side. You 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 do it for TV, but what would be your recommendation for somebody who wants to just edit something to share with the family? You know, because for me, it takes it takes ten hours to get thirty minutes worth of video trying to yeah. pick out what what, yeah. what what you do, and you know, not doing any even any audio with it as far as any music or intros or anything like that. What what suggestions do you have for a person? Is there a class that you can go take, or is there? Does your company do it on that small of a scale? If we had a little bit of this video and we just wanted you to edit it, is that something that? Yeah, we don't. Uh, our company doesn't uh, just because you know we're we're just busy with bigger projects and you know produce a national TV show, so we don't really do anything small. Um, it, the, what I would recommend is just get hooked up with a, you know, there's a lot of simple editing programs out there, even like iMovie, you know, there's a lot of, you know, simple editing programs. It doesn't take hard to, it's not hard to learn. You can, you know, you can Google, um, whatever program you're using and there'll be tutorials. Um, so, I mean, nowadays online, I mean, you know, like kids, kids blow my mind. They go online and they Google how to play guitar, piano, and they're teaching themselves how to play guitar. (laughs) Anything you want right there. So you can, you can pull up editing video. I mean, get tons and tons of editing videos and tutorials. And the best thing to do is find, you know, pick a editing program like, like I said, like iMovie or something that you know you feel like you you like and you can get a swing of, and then just watch a few tutorials. And it's pretty easy. The basic editing, you know, just cutting stuff, putting it there, adding a little music. It, it's not real difficult, and and it's a lot of fun. You know, but at, at that level, it can be a lot of fun. Yeah, for me, it's it's trying to pick you know, when to start and when to stop, you know, what, what do you chop out and what do you leave? Cause then all of a sudden you, you break it, the scene transition or something like that. The key, the key to being a good editor is being a good storyteller. Okay. So, so what you need to do is you need to look at your footage and then you need to think about the story you want to tell, you know, just like us. I mean, we, you know, we paper edit something before we ever touch an edit. So we tell the story on paper before we even start cutting. And, and so we, you, you kind of, de, we, de, you know, you design your blueprint before you sit down. If you just sit down with a big wad of footage and you're just going to feel lost, but look, you know, scroll through your footage and look at all the different things you have and then scratch out a plan on paper of the story that you want to tell the a key, storyboard. Type yeah. Thing, yeah. Man. The key, the key, the key is, editing something that's you know going to tell a story that's going to flow and mean something so you have to understand what your story is so you sit down with that random footage and you develop the story that you want to tell about that trip i want to show how cool this trip was and you just learn how to tell a story in between voiceovers um or like little cutaway interviews i mean you can obviously take your cell phone you can film yourself doing a little interview you can put in voiceovers you know your voiceovers and your cutaway interviews are going to be the key to tying things together you know when you've got that random footage 
Um, you know, if you're not filming professionally, you know, you're not going to have every little piece you need to tell a story. So, you in know, other words, you're going to screw it up, Bill George. Yeah. So it's really just figuring out. This was an alligator hunt. This was a cool trip. Think about that trip. Think about that trip, and how would you tell that story to your friend? Sure. Okay. So as you say, I've got this alligator hunt. I want to edit. Sit down and how would you? How would you just? Man, your your buddy wants to hear about your alligator hunt. So how would you sit there and how would you tell him about that hunt? And that's your story. Now go in there and start building that story with that edit. Okay. That would take years if Bill George was telling the story. (laughs) Chuck, are you on the phone? Are you there, buddy? Here, fellas. How's everybody doing this morning? How are you doing, Chucky? Oh, man. I'm just finally recuperating from turkey season and (laughs) back at the. Oh, this is Chuck Eastnogwahanege. It's yeah. it's still turkey season somewhere. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, it is. But for me, my tur- my turkey season having started in February with the youth hunts, I'm I'm actually glad for it to be over. My body just can't handle more than a month and a half, two months of this anymore. He's one of those guys. I'm making another hunters. trip back up north. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bill, you're just you know a glutton for punishment. <laughs> he is. Well, what's going on, man? What's happening? Nothing. Well, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. I just wanted to call in and see uh, how things were going over there. Um, you know, it was a it was a really good turkey season this year. We had a, a lot of birds hitting the ground here in Florida. Um, season just got better and better as it progressed too, which was amazing. And um, but uh, you know, on the on the legislative side and on the FWC side, we got a a real crap show <laughs> in Florida. We lost uh, a year and a year and a half. Um, it's really cool. We're going to have to wait until we see who the new governor is going to be before things start really shaking out good for us again. Well, I know that uh, Bill George will be on it on top of it, that's for sure. And I know you're uh, one of those guys who gets in front of the uh, committees and, and hangs out and all that kind of good stuff. But uh, i, I got to ask you this. I'll ask you, Bill. I'll ask uh, you, Chuck. And I'll ask you, John, if you think... What do you think is going to be the big issue that comes up when if we have, when we have this new governor? What are we looking at? Are we looking at fisheries? Well, I think our biggest issues right now it depends on who ends up being governor. Um, you know, me personally, I'm praying for Putnam. Uh, but if it's DeSantis, we're kind of in an unknown there. If it's anybody else, we're in real trouble. But um, you know, with with Putnam, I think we'll end up with some better commissioners. The biggest issue is going to be how the commissioners function and lead FWC into the future, because we've had a shakeup from top to bottom over there. I mean, everybody has left, and it's been completely reorganized. Yeah, you know, all the folks at the top are—they've been there for a while, and they're good people, but they've got a completely different style, and they do things a little differently. And so, it's even though we know them. And we're familiar with them. We're having to learn each other all over again in our new roles. Well, the only one that I actually think I can even tolerate is Tony Young's wife. So that's about it. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that's uh, you know, at least she listens, and uh, you know, if you talk to her, you know, she actually absorbs what you're saying and, and will retort with you. But the rest of them talking are, about what? Katie Young. Yeah, Katie Young is that who you're talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's Tony's wife. Yeah, Katie's a sweetheart, and Tammy Sapp's a really good lady too. But you know. Yeah. Tammy's been doing this a long time. She started out with NWTF. So. Yeah, and at the last... Well, listen, you, you fellas enjoy the rest of your show and your morning. Um, been entertaining so far, and I'm I'm over here chasing this fellow around down South Tampa, so i got to get back on him. <laughs> nope. right. Okay, good luck. Well, you know, Airfest is going on over there, so uh, good luck in the traffic, too, while you're what? over there. 
Well, I know Chuck's still out there listening and whatnot, but uh, at the last commission meeting, I was, Chuck's name actually came up while I was talking with uh, Chuck O'Neill, who has been anti-bear hunting and everything else. And, and um, he was telling me how Chuck Eshney actually motivates when his people start slacking off and starts going by the wayside chuck put something out there and he, he aggravates reinvigorates him he reinvigorates him well that's know? because he can uh you know he's not afraid to speak his mind and he's not politically correct when it comes to that stuff he just tells the facts the way they are and i think more and more people need to do that and uh john uh you know brunson who's in here with us he uh kind of said the same thing when it comes to that stuff uh you know uh, when it comes to the networks or anything else like that you just got to put it forward in an honest answer with with facts and figures and everything else. He said the same thing about Goliath Grouper. And uh, I, I don't know, with this election coming up, I, I'm, a, I'm a Putman fan too. And I think that if you take a guy from the agricultural side of it who's been really close to the ground uh, in the state of Florida, especially in the central part of the state of Florida, who knows? Uh, trust me, I guarantee you that Adam's got buddies what? who are hunters, fishermen, gator hunters, uh, guys who go out and do all that stuff. His family's been here for a thousand years, and what? so uh, you know he knows what he's talking about. And I think if he puts, hopefully, some commissioners in there who are actually people like us, and uh, you know have experienced some of the things that we have experienced, and are willing to listen to both sides. I'm not saying you know just do it politically where it's just one one way or the other. You know what I mean? What? You know who are willing to listen and do it because I, I think Bill George being in this studio has opened my eyes up to that a little bit more. You know, not being so staunch in in what I believe and trying to hear what the other side has to say. And as uh, Brunson pointed out, you know the the difference is we're willing to listen and see what's going on, whereas the other side, you know what their bottom line is. Yeah, you know that you don't want them to kill anything, you don't want anything molested, you don't want anybody to move anything, you don't want them to touch this. It's just the way it is. They're set in stone. Well, you know, so hopefully after this uh, election, uh, things will be a little bit different. And Bill George will be a commissioner. You're gonna, we'll see. You're gonna that was it? actually recommended to me at the last meeting. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> but, but, you, got, you got my but, vote, buddy. But, I'm telling but you. The, the thing is, you know, with Adam, for me, I about 12, 13 years ago, he walked into a restaurant. And when he and his family walked in. He was taking care of the kids and left the wife sit down and actually enjoy herself. And and that one little thing made a lasting impression on me. He there was, you go. It wasn't just somebody taking everything. He was he was taking care of it. Yeah. And for a ginger, he's done very well for himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, we got to take a quick break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors broadcast from the studio today. Braden, Jonathan, and John Frunson, and of course Bill George. And we're going to take a break. 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. Give us a call if you want to. Go ahead, do it. <laughs> hey, welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Uh, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, Bill George, and our special guest in the studio from uh, Addicted to the Outdoors with John and Gina. Gene, some uh, talking John about Brunson. some of the things that also happen in deer camp. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I guess uh, you didn't make it to uh, the NRA uh, dealio this week, did you go? Nah, you didn't nah. go? 
Now, Gene and I don't do a lot of shows anymore. I mean, it's just... Well, you used to come out to the Big Buck Expo and hang out every once in a while. Yeah, and we do sometimes. I mean, it's just... There'll be a we, spot we, for him at Arrowhead this year if he gets a chance. Yeah, we get... We, we, yeah, and we're trying to do more local stuff. The thing with Gene and I is we want to be home more, you know, I mean, with the kids. And, and it's... We get paid to go do those appearances, but and it's easy money, but we just... You know, most of the time, we'd rather just be home. Uh, we do a few... We, we pick and choose. Like, we've got one for St. Jude's Children's Hospital we do that's a really good charity event. Um, we that's do, awesome. So we, we kind of cherry pick three or four a year that we'll do. But the thing is, what, what a lot of people don't understand is they'll send us something and we can't do it. And it's like, oh, man, this is a great cause. We understand, but we've been asked to do 62 of them this year. <laughs> you know, So we've got to pick three or four yeah. that, we ca- that we can do. And then we try to pick what we feel is the best charity, like the St. Jude ones we do. It's, it's, it's a really good charity and we see, we really see what they accomplish and mm-hmm. it's, and it's a charity that you can go to and it really touches you. You really know yeah. something good's happening. Oh, yeah. and then other than that, I try to do more local stuff. Um, and then when we do local stuff, we don't even charge. I mean, we just, because it's our backyard. So we're trying to do more local stuff because we're from here. And, um, I mean, we turned down, you know, probably 80% of our appearance offers just because it's time away from the family. Well, you know? you're welcome to come out to our uh, Panfish Challenge coming up on June 16th. Bring uh, whatever children you have left in your home and uh, <laughs> they can come up and enjoy you it. You have enough fishing. for two teams? Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, you know, you never know. You might win some extra money. You know, you can always use what? a couple of bucks, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh uh we invite you to uh, come on up if you want to and, yeah. and just hang out. You ain't got to come if you don't want to. You know, because trust me, we're going to have a lot of good times there. With or without you, my friend. I hear you. (laughs) It's going to be a good time. Bill George is going to show up, and I think he's bringing his daughter. How old is she now? 59? What what is she? (laughs) she just get married? We'll see. We'll see. She's 23? Yeah. Yeah. No babies yet, so you can't bring grandkids? What's the deal? Hey. I'm not in a hurry. No grandkids. Not I'm not in a hurry. Me neither. Yeah. Good, good, good. <laughs> sta- hey, hey I'm hoping good, stable relationship. Ah, there you go. That that, that comes before. Yeah, that's the true. little ones. You know? Sometimes. Yeah, you, Hopefully, you hope. that's hope. Yeah, but, right. But you know, you talk your kids. The youngest one's what? Sixteen right now, or four? Fifteen. Fifteen. Is that what yours is, John? Our oldest, youngest, youngest is four, almost fifteen, almost fifteen, fourteen. Okay, so so you're looking in three years, potentially, possibly being empty nesters. Are are you looking at yeah, a transition we, we have, plan? Got, yeah, we have six kids. Our oldest is twenty five, and uh, I always I'll be I'll be forty when all our kids are done and raised. I'll be forty nine, have six done. So we got we got it done. So do you have plans? I didn't is even it, start till forty nine. He's looking at uh, fifty uh, retired. Yeah, I'm like I'm, I mean I'm, I'm out. Like, is this one turkey in every state or one deer in every state year or you know when they all get gone or is it is do you have any thoughts? Um, no, I don't know that our life will change drastically. It I mean, will. first of all, when they're gone, they're not really gone. <laughs> but no, uh, that's true. But I mean, I, 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 it's definitely going to affect our life. I mean, I guess when you're not running around taking care of kids, but um, I don't think it'll change a lot of what we're doing. Um, and, you know, we're getting the kids more and more involved with our show. Um, this, this year, the schedule we have booked for this, this season, which will be, you know, which will air next year. I mean, we've got, if everything works out, we're taking our kids on half our trips. 
So, you know, I see, you know, obviously as I get older and, and depending on what they do and where they go, um, maybe doing even a little bit more stuff with us because, you know, we don't have school to deal with. Mm-hmm. But um, I, don't, I don't know that it'll – I mean, I'm looking I, – I, you know, I love my kids, but, you know, on, on the flip side, I mean, I am looking forward to – you know, I, I'm, you know, I feel like I've taken care of kids all my life. We started so young. You know, it's you know being a dad at nineteen. You know, it's it, you but know, that's it, cool. You're just trading shock, uh, soccer practice for uh, shotgun practice. Right, it's, right, it's no big right, deal. It's, it's right. all good. Plus, with your boys working with you, you know your family's going to be there anyway. So it's not like uh, you know. Yeah, and ideally they're, they're for gone, me, gone. Yeah, ideally for me, as many of them that can work with us or for us or you know keeping ties to them where we can be around them and spend time with them. That's you know, awesome, that's man. Yeah. Well, and you're building something for the future. Yeah. Yep. Whereas Bill George just dropped his off on the side of the road and said, "Good luck." <laughs> kind of like all my, of us. My daughter, <laughs> my daughter was pulling out for going up to Jacksonville to go to college. I said, "If you need me, call. If not, have a good time." <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> you but know? You, you know, I, I rag on Bill about it, but you know, he and his daughter they spend a lot of time yeah. out. You know, gator hunting and stuff, oh, and doing it, all that things. And, and well, you want them to get out there and enjoy themselves. It's like our sure. old, like our oldest daughter Kayla. I mean, she she just graduated Saturday from FSU, so you know she had a great four years and enjoyed herself and you know you want them to get out there and spread their wings a little but but as long as they stay in the state i always tell uh, my biggest fear is when my kids grow up and move as long as they don't like go you know what i'm gonna go move to seattle or california or something it's like dude you're three thousand miles away i don't like that and that was an issue for us like kayla's a, a traveler you know and she 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 had a full ride anywhere she wanted to go and academic scholarship and um she was wanting to go to like california so i'm like you know what i said i'm gonna try and talk her into fsu because my plan was i'm like if i can get her to i said babe go to fsu you know stay one year and then if you really don't like it you want to go that far from home you can transfer i figured if i could suck her into one year she she'd dig in yeah she went one year to fsu fell in love with it made all her friends and then you know never went anywhere so plus she's not that far from home yeah i mean that's what i told her i said you got you know you're you know four hours away you're far enough away you have your independence and you know your, your privacy and you're doing your own thing but we're here if, if you need us if but has to come kill somebody that's my right. point that's my point i'm only for you look at it this way you talk to the boyfriends and you just go i'm only four hours away right and if i drive really fast i could be and there tallahassee's and a got a lot of woods around and I, t- <laughs> and, I, and I always tell them the, I tell them the same thing i've got several friends that own alligator farms yes! they'll never find a piece yeah. <laughs> up there around yeah. that panhandle area there's a lot of stuff out there oh, in yeah. we gotta show you the woods son yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's but, funny us, us dads with daughters we have all those kind of uh spots and right right things you know <laughs> Well, Bill George didn't have to say anything because any guy that came up knocking on the door and he goes, where are you going? Gator hunting. Hey, I turned you around. You want to go? My, <laughs> like- my daughter's first boyfriend, I turned around, met him in McDonald's because he didn't really want to come to the house and I went and blaze orange. <laughs> <laughs> Covered right. in blood. I, I did yeah. come out of the woods to meet <laughs> Splattered him. Splattered blood. Yeah. <laughs> Knife but on your hip. Yeah. Hi, it, you it, must be Johnny. How you doing, buddy? It, <laughs> it made a lasting impression. I just said, yeah. I had to put in, tie up some loose but, ends with my daughter's old boyfriend. But, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you had mentioned earlier about doing the gator hunt, and mm-hmm. to me, that's one of the things I really enjoy with the family. It's it's one of those hunts that's it's a hunt but you don't all have to be quiet all the time. You can go out there. We like to snatch hook them and somebody's fighting them on a rod and, and and you're, you're, you know, it's a whole team effort to go out there 
and catch that alligator. Yeah, we've I, we've done a lot of gator hunting over the years, and I'm, I, I love bow hunting. Yeah, and and it's really neat when you use a call to call them in. We mouth call them. Yeah, but we, we, but, we, but, we but I'm saying a call right a call kind of like you would call a turkey. You you bring them in and boom. Oh, and they'll come too. I mean, me and Gina was last year we were golfing and uh, we we're just standing on the fairway and it was breeding season. There was about a eight footer just down in the water and i actually mouth called him up, up onto the fairway just there you go. <laughs> he got, Don't be got, got him climbing right up onto the fairway and we were cracking up man well now before we get out of here we only got a couple minutes left uh anybody who wants to go and uh, check out your uh tv show they can just go to uh the outdoors right outdoor channel yeah, well i mean our our main website for our main show is addicted to the uh, addicted to the outdoors.com mm-hmm. um as far as our production company that really shows everything we have our fingers in is jboproduction.com okay and then you, they can go to Outdoor Channel's website to watch full, you know, full HD videos. Can we of, follow of you shows, on those episodes? Can we follow you on Instagram or Facebook? Yeah, or yeah, anything? yeah. We're easy. We're fine. I mean, if you Google our name, you'll pull up ten thousand pages. Well, of that stuff. way, because so Facebook, I'm a, you know, Instagram, Twitter. That way, we can find out when uh, Spear Life is going to be uh, debuting yeah, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So, so. That, yeah, and our social media is probably the best way to keep up with what we're doing and what's coming and when it's coming and you know where we're going to be at, um, you know, where we're hunting, where we're going to be doing appearances at. Um, any updates on Spear Life? So social media is the best place. Addicted to the Outdoors fan page is probably the best place to just know, k- kind of keep track of what we're doing and where. Now we're is at. that on Facebook or is that? It's fa- yeah, we're Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is really our main stuff. Yeah, um, and we and it's all under Addicted to the Outdoors. So um, uh, what's the first episode of this season coming up? What's the first one? Quickly. Oh, I don't even. I, I got us. We're rearranging our run order right now, but it's um, it'll probably be Wisconsin. Really? Yeah. In July, what are you the in new, Wisconsin, Bear? The, the new, the new, our stuff's on all year. Um, they, the, the new season is July through December. Then they rerun first and second quarter. So July, everyone's new seasons kick in. Okay, and it'll be a uh, whitetail. Oh, really? Yeah, Bowen. Wisconsin. Yeah. What part of Wisconsin was it? Buffalo County. Where's that at? Um, Alma. Alma, Wisconsin. Okay, let's narrow it down even closer. What's it close <laughs> to? Uh, That's the narrows you're going to get. Um, yeah, it's. <laughs> let's Where did you fly into? Let's start there. Oh, it's ways off. That ain't going to help. This ain't, this ain't Glenn with a fishing spot. He ain't giving it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I can say Buffalo County. It's near Alma. I mean, it's a buddy of ours' farm. Oh, really? Yeah, that we hunt with it. I'll have year. to look that up because, you know, I had a, an uncle through marriage that was uh, up in Shatek. And whenever I say that, the only people who know where that is is the people who are from there. Right, right. Right, right. You know, I mean, it's there's so many little out of the way places in Wisconsin, and believe it or not, it is, it is, it's got some monster deer. In oh yeah, state. yeah, yeah. When monster. you when you mention Wisconsin to real deer hunters, and you say Buffalo County, they know. Okay, it's like your, Pike County, yeah, Illinois. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's the Pike County of Illinois, the, the Buffalo County. Well, John, don't be a stranger. Come in and see us anytime you want to, man. Yeah, if go. you're in the neighborhood, you know, and always call the show and uh, give us. Uh, Give your love to uh, your beautiful wife and say hi and happy Mother's Day from us. All right, we'll do it. Yep, we'll be back. Thanks again, John. Uh, Thank you, Nock, for doing what you do. And thanks, everybody, for coming in and calling today. We're the Big and Wild Outdoors. See you next Saturday.